namely that antidepressants often do not do what they promise and are in fact causing harm to many. Uh, Dr. Steve Hoxie is suing over Obamacare's employer mandate. It's time for a wellness revolution. Brought to you by Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life. He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now, Dr. Stephen Hoetze. Welcome to Dr. Hoetze's Wellness Revolution. This is Stacey Banfield here with Dr. Stephen Hoetze, founder of the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. So glad you could join us today. And as a reminder, you can always download our podcasts online at hotzepodcast.com. That's H-O-T-Z-E podcast.com. Well, today we have a very special guest, Julie Stubblefield of the Fit Mom Revolution podcast. And I'm so excited to hear what Julie has to say today. Aren't you, Dr. Hotze? It's going to be great. Julie has got a wonderful story about her transition in the revolution. Really, Julie's an example of somebody who did a 180 and took charge of their health. And Absolutely. She, and, she, and now that she has, it's such a wonderful story. She's sharing it with others and changing, helping other people do a 180 and take charge of their health. So, Julie, welcome all the way from Mechanicsville, Virginia. Wow. Thanks for joining us today, Julie. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to join all of you. <laughs> well, Julie, tell us your story. I'd love my listening audience to hear your story and what has led you to set up the website, Fit Mom Revolution. What occurred in your life that brought you to this point? Well, a lot of things, actually. Uh, I would love to say that it was, there was one big turning point for me, but I spent 15 years of my adult life yo-yo dieting. I didn't really have any health concerns or weight concerns as a child or a teenager. And in my early 20s, you know, my my body composition changed quite a bit. I put on quite a bit of weight in a rapid amount of time. And this is before I even started a family. And of course, you know, pregnancy and postpartum twice, you know, that takes its toll sure. on the body, especially if you're not taking good care of yourself. And, you know, in a short window of time, um, I had some some life changing events, such as my father had a heart attack. Um, my mother and I were involved in a pretty serious car accident, and mm. it just really made me reevaluate: a how valuable my life is, b how I want to be around for as long as possible to see my children grow up and grandkids, great grandkids, and you know, finally, you know, I want to live in, as an example for my children and for my community as well. So uh, really that just started um, a thought process of, you know, was I actually valuing who I was as a human and was I demonstrating that to my kids? And so that, that all occurred, what was that time period? How long In an 18-month window. 18th. Oh, my goodness. And that was how long ago? That was right around 2009. Okay, 2009, and you. when did you start your, your, uh, my fit, revol my, um, the fit mom, fit mom revolution. revolution. When did, when did you start that online? I started that in 2014. Uh, prior to that, <coughs> I actually owned my own personal training studio in Mechanicsville, Virginia for three years, uh, where I helped roughly 300 women lose thousands of inches. So, 
Um, even though I'm in an an online space now, I got my roots from working directly in my community face to face with women day after day. Uh, and that's after I lost weight. That's after I started taking care of myself. I wanted to basically provide resources for women and I couldn't find for myself for 15 years. You Mm -hmm. know, it was the, it was always the follow the super strict calorie principle, always exercise as hard as you can. And, <laughs> right. and you know, <laughs> you I'm know, familiar which, with that. <laughs> yes, which is a recipe for failure. And we don't realize that we we trust all these people trying to market everything to us and assume that that's what we're supposed to be doing. And it's actually not. Uh, so I wanted to provide resources for women that I couldn't find for myself for 15 years. Now, Julie, tell me. What what do you do or recommend for women as they march through their menstrual life <clears throat> besides good eating plan, which is the first and foremost thing a person needs to do? If you don't clean up your eating plan and have a good, healthy eating plan, it's hard to get, it's hard to really be well. Right? We have right. a philosophy, let food be your medicine, medicine be your food. So the first step you have to take, without a doubt, is to learn to eat healthy. And yes. learn to eat to live rather than live to eat. Just say, I'm going to eat right, and I'm going to enjoy it. And by gum, by golly, you feel a lot better. That's what our experience is in our own personal lives and the lives of our guests that we see here at the OC Health Wellness Center. So that's first and foremost. But as women march through their menstrual life, the hormones begin to change. So women begin to develop pro progesterone deficiencies and estrogen dominance and that causes a problem for women in that it causes the liver to make a binding globulin called thyroid binding globulin and I give you three guesses and the first two don't count what thyroid binding globulin binds it binds thyroid hormone so, <laughs> yeah. so the thyroid hormone then has difficulty because it's bound by thyroid binding globulin to enter the cells where thyroid does its work. It catalyzes energy production within the power plants of the cells, the mitochondria. So what happens is women inevitably, as they march through their menstrual life, to one degree or another, every woman will begin to experience one, some, or many of the symptoms of hypothyroidism. So what we found is that when we, when we, when indicated, if we can supplement with thyroid, if they will, if the uh, individual will eat a healthy eating program, they're inevitably going to lose weight because they get the metabolism up. On the other hand, and you probably have seen this in, in individuals, no matter what they do, they can't seem to lose weight. They just can't. Whether they exercise or whether they're eating, they change their eating habits, they just have a very difficult time in losing weight. And that often is caused by a a, a disorder we know as hypothyroidism, about which I wrote a book, Hypothyroidism, Health and Happiness. So those are some other avenues for individuals that want to be fit. You want to, the aging process is the inevitable decline of your natural occurring hormones. They all, in males and females, they all decline, stop in menopause for women, which is about at 50 in men's hormones decline as well. So they have very similar symptoms to women, but they just don't have the monthly cycle to be able to determine how their hormones are working. The hormones, remember, govern a woman's menstrual cycle. So if you have difficulties and problems in menstrual cycle or premenstrual premenstrual syndrome, 
with brush tenders, fluid retention, headaches, you know, irregular cycles, bleeding, clotting, breakthrough bleeding, all that. That's all due to hormonal imbalance. And the hormones have got to be balanced. So the aging process is really caused by the inevitable decline in your normal occurring hormones, which is going to happen to all of us. Right. So, so that's part of our regimen here, besides getting them on a healthy, that's why we call it a revolution, because it's a revolutionary idea that you could replenish your hormones naturally with bioidentical hormones. It cuts against conventional medicine. They want to use all kinds of synthetic drugs to palliate and mask your problems, but they don't, they frown upon the use of natural bioidentical hormones, even OBGYNs who ought to know better. Right. So I wanted to know how familiar you were with the concept of bioidentical hormones. I am definitely not as familiar as you are. Well, uh, <laughs> we've only treated 31,000 people. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm very familiar with it, and I would say more familiar than most fat loss coaches, more familiar than most personal trainers, um, simply because I work 99% of the time with women. Right. I am also a woman who deals with these as well. Um, and it's really interesting how a lot of women have come to me over the years who, you know, have problems with PMS, have problems with mood swings, have problems with uh, brain fog, poor sleep, uh, fatigue. And as soon as we focus on one thing, which is the food that they're putting in their body, they see almost instantaneous instantaneous remediation of a lot of these challenges for them. And I think most women don't realize how closely tied the way they treat their body is to how their body treats them. That's exactly right. And again, you make the point of let medicine, uh, let food be your medicine and let medicine be your food. If you are operating from a perspective of listening to your body and adjusting accordingly, then you're okay to experiment with pretty much anything. Um, and if your health markers are falling in the right place, you have energy, you're managing your PMS, your periods are fine, you're not dealing with miscarriages, you know, your hormones are balanced, then if you've found a place or a way to eat that allows you to manage all that properly, it's fine. Um, but for following a fad, for the sense of following a fad, I highly recommend against it simply because you're not going to go into it with the perspective of actually listening to your body. You're doing this because they're showing a bunch of before and after pictures and you think that that's going to happen for you as well. Mm -hmm. um, I always go in, I teach people to go in with the expectation of trying to learn something about your body, get curious, and then listen when it says it, it doesn't like it or listen when it says that it does. And if you can't go in with those ways of supporting yourself, then then don't go into any fat diet at all. Well, that's a really good, you do bring up a good point. I mean, I personally am on the ketogenic diet and I think of all of the, or I should say lifestyle and of all of the lifestyle plans I've tried, the ketogenic for me is the most effective. I will say that I didn't go into it thinking I will never have a piece of birthday cake again, or I will never have this or never have that. I think there's so many psychological traps that women <laughs> set for themselves when they do things like that. So I definitely gave myself leeway in knowing, you know, I would never say never uh, to any food again, just mm -hmm. um, wanting to find something where I uh, wouldn't have those highs and, and, and lows of the sugar and carb trap that I had been in all my life off and on. Right. 
but do agree with that viewpoint of, you know, you don't want to ever set yourself up for failure immediately by saying, well, I can never have such and such again. Right. That's kind of a trap right there. Well, and it's a trap too, to assume that your results will look like what you see in advertisements or with your neighbor or with your sister-in-law. Um, because we all have bio-individuality and everyone will respond differently to different types of meal plans, different lifestyle changes, you know, different types of foods. If people have sensitivities they may not realize and so forth. So, you know, I agree. Definitely don't, you know, set yourself up to say, You'll never eat this and always eat that. But also go in with realistic expectations of what could be possible for you and understand that, you know, the little asterisks at the bottom results may vary. (laughs) Yes, it is good to be realistic and know what's best for you. I know that through experience, Dr. Hosey, we found that most of the people, okay, pretty much all of the people who come to our center have had a very unhealthy relationship with food. There's been that typical Western American diet with that old, old food pyramid where they say all the grains at the bottom, oh, get as much of that as you can, uh, which is not really good um, at all. And so it's really rethinking food in general. And like Dr. Hosey said about the Socrates and having just a different kind of a mental relationship. Hippocrates. Is it Hippocrates? Hippocrates. Hippocrates, Socrates, (laughs) tomato, tomato, (laughs) one of those older people (laughs) back in Greece many years ago (laughs) that said so many wise things, but um, definitely it's rethinking your paradigm, rethinking your mindset about food. Well, it uh, really, really, my perspective on it, while these perspectives are very interesting, my perspective is you got a choice in life. You want to be healthy or not, Okay. To be healthy requires several things, one of which is you got to eat healthy, and that's a choice. I'm going to eat healthy or not. And then you figure out what's healthy eating, and it doesn't differ from people to people. People that eat a high, simple-carbohydrate sugar diet are unhealthy, inevitably. They're overweight. they got high blood pressure. They're, uh, they have uh, increased risk of heart disease, kidney disorders, degenerative arthritis. We've seen it all because they gained the weight. And that all comes from the simple carbs. Doesn't mean you can't ever have a simple carb, for crying out loud, in a bucket, but <clears throat> you don't build your life around a carbohydrate diet. If you want to, if you want to be unhealthy, eat a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, eat a lot of bread products, eat a lot of potatoes, eat a lot of rice, eat a lot of ice cream, eat a lot of cookies and cakes, and you can, you'll, I promise you, you'll be unhealthy. So no matter what you want to think about food, you've got to decide: Do I want to be a healthy person or not? And then you have to make a decision. So. The decision is eat healthy. How hard is this to figure out? Eat healthy. I'm going to eat healthy. And so everybody knows what healthy is because grandma told us what healthy was. You're going to eat that broccoli. Eat your broccoli. Eat your spinach. That's what you do. You eat healthy. You just enjoy it. I mean, all this food is enjoyable. Good meats, good salads, good good vegetables. Enjoy them. Well, Julie, And occasionally, occasionally get a little... Take a little bite of a little dessert or something. Sure. But you don't have to just because. Well, they're... and some people don't try. Julie, I'm sure you've run into all these different situations. Some people are like, I really can't have a bite because if I have one bite, I won't be able to stop. Right. Right. So you have that personality. You have some personalities that they just were never raised in a good home where they knew about diet and nutrition and they got into a lot of really bad habits. And then you have a lot of people that have like really low self-esteem and they just don't think they can do it. And they just eat not as medicine, but as a, well, a fake kind of medicine, I guess, to comfort themselves but it just creates more health problems. So I'm sure you've seen the gamut of the psychology on that. 
Yes. In fact, while I spend a decent amount of time talking about the food that goes in our bodies, I actually probably spend more time talking about the relationship that we have with food and the relationship that we have with ourselves as Mm -hmm. well. Um, Because we spend a lot of time eating. Obviously, we have to to survive. And there are a lot of opportunities for us to quote unquote slip up. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to either follow the straight and narrow or we assume we can't do it at all. We, we very rarely fall into the gray area. And uh, I have found a lot of women especially use food and alcohol to soothe and numb. Mm-hmm. So they're soothing themselves because they've had a hard day. Momming was really hard. Work was really hard. Whatever. Uh, so they just they're trying to make themselves feel better. Or numb, meaning today was just really crappy and I don't want to think about it anymore. And it's a distraction. And a lot of that is founded in the relationship that they have created with food and or alcohol, either through uh, what was modeled to them growing up or what they have seen in adult lives or has been their own personal coping mechanism that they've developed as a strategy. Uh, It's not necessarily a healthy one, but that's sometimes we just create whatever is easiest and closest to us. We have forgotten as a society that life is meant to be enjoyed. We should feel good going throughout the day. And when we've lost sight of that, we don't know how to get from where we are to where, where that possibility is. So, and that all starts with really restructuring the relationship that you have with yourself and navigating that. And then that in turn restructures the relationship that you have with food. Well, that's an excellent point. We like to stress that good health is based upon three major pillars, spiritual health, mental health, physical health. So mm-hmm. it's important for all, it's like a tripod. It's important for all those three legs, your spiritual health, your mental health, your physical health, to be in balance in the same length. Otherwise, if one's short, it can often fall over. So that's an excellent point that you bring up that people need to, one, your, your point here is mentally healthy. They need to have correct thoughts. And really correct thoughts come from what, God says about us, we know we're created in the image of God and his likeness. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. So we have some great promises that we can hold on to that are true. And we can have those positive affirmations in our life that helps us in every area of our life. And it helps us in the physical aspect. It helps us be healthy physically as well. So, well, Julie, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Yes, thank you, Julie. Into how individuals, particularly in the in your on your website, how mothers can be fit, and there can be a fit mom revolution. For those of you interested in learning more about Julie's work and her website, go to yes, you go to www.fitmomrevolution.com. That's fitmomrevolution.com, and of course. You can also find Julie on Facebook. So all I have to do is go on Facebook, write Julie, and just Google. I say, okay, so I say go on Facebook and Google. <laughs> go on Facebook and search. <laughs> I'm mixing my terms. People know what I mean out there. Uh, so you just uh, type in Fit Mom Revolution, and you'll be able to find Julie. Isn't that right? That's correct. Okay. Well, fantastic. Julie, thank you, and pray God's blessing on your work. Yes, thank thanks you for all the all great you work do. you do, Julie. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. You're welcome. Our pleasure. And of course, if you want to find out more information about what we do here at our wellness center, how you can do a 180 and take charge of your health, then all you have to do is give us a call for a complimentary 
consultation. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to be able to help you and serve you. 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. Thank you for joining us today here at Dr. Hootsie's Wellness Revolution. Information provided on this radio program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution radio program advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this radio program is at the listener's discretion.